exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. This is the Impact Exposure, or should I say Sexposure. Of course, it's the first Tuesday of the month, so it is time for Sexposure. Uh, joined, of course, as always, by representatives, lovely representatives from the uh, Olin Health Center. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, for being here. What's up, guys? Hi. There we go. <laughs> Sorry to catch you off guard there. lovely in a while. That's nice. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's very honest from the heart. <laughs> Appreciate that. We're going to be talking about something a lot lower today. Exactly. Yes. Well, that's the, that's the idea. So, uh, yeah, well, you mentioned what we're going to be talking about. Why don't you give us an idea about what's on tap for, uh, for today's show? All right. Well, today's topic is pleasure because a lot of times we talk about, you know, contraception and ways not to get an STI or to get pregnant. And today we just want to talk about something kind of fun and lighthearted subject. So. Nothing wrong with that. But we, we should probably let them know who's all here today. Cause oh, certainly. Well, let's, uh, let's go around. We'll start with you, Dr. D. And, of What's course, Dr. people from, D? recommend your, your, or recognize your voice, rather. Dr. D. Erin. Mm-hmm. I'm Julia. Christy. And I'm Andrew. There we go. And now all of you work at, uh, at Olin, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody? Okay. Very cool. Some of us work. Yes. Some, yeah, some harder than others, maybe. <laughs> Occasionally I work. Mostly I just play with condoms. <laughs> That's work in, in some ways. I mean, I it is yeah. work. They yeah. pay me to do that. It's just fun I work. I really enjoy it. Yeah. But so you now, know, when, when Christy said, you know, what we're going to do tonight, you know, we, we do. We talk a lot about sex and we talk about the consequences and co- talk about the mechanics of it. But, you know, I stand by the old saying that the reason for sex other than procreation is pleasure. And we don't talk a lot about that. So I was convinced that we need to talk about pleasure tonight. I was outvoted <laughs> yes. four to one. So. Well, now I always hear the statistic that humans are one of the few animals that, that have sex for pleasure. Well, no. no that, that not true? No, you, you haven't seen my dogs, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just so, take your word on that one, yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, no, that's not a site you want to see. Uh, but no, we're going to talk about pleasure tonight, right? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Excellent. So now what, what specifically about pleasure are we going to be covering? Um, well, we have a lot of talk about sex toys and just um, just about how the senses relate to sex and pleasure and everything like that. So. Fantastic. Well, you know, there's going to be people out there who are going to say, you know, we, you shouldn't be talking about sex and pleasure, especially on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the guys probably want to see it visually, but <laughs> we're going to talk about it on the radio. But, you know, uh, we want you to call in. Certainly. We want you to call in, and the number is 432-3893. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And our question for today is a tricky one, right? It is a little tricky. It's a good you know, question, though. The That's question fun. is, and we will have a prize pack, a complimentary prize yeah. pack, loaded with condoms and Fruit Loops. Not Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Fruity Loops. We'll throw in Fruit Loops, <laughs> too. Oh, Rachel Ray approved. Some of the newest condoms we have out there, some of the... She's the, on everything. She's even on bottles of lube now. Is. Oh, my yeah, goodness. <laughs> but the prize pack will be loaded, and you can pick it up. But the question today is, what is the number one reason why people masturbate? Mm-hmm. Now... Think about that question before you call in, because we do not want to embarrass you on the air. But think about that. If you can guess the number one reason why people do masturbate, based on research across the country, we'll give you that prize back. And okay? the phone number is? Phone number again, 517-432-3893. So that's definitely the number to call if you, uh, if you think you have the answer, if you, or if you're just interested in uh, getting a prize pack, if you've got some kind of creative and, of course, radio-friendly answer, uh, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Or if you have a question or any other comment, too. Exactly. Yes, that. anything that we're talking about all night long, you don't have to just call up for the uh, question of the night, but, uh, mm-hmm. of course, those are welcome, too. I think we got Wes a little, a little bit flustered with all our toys sitting it's, up it's here. It's a on... full spread, I have yeah, to say. Full spread. Uh, <laughs> nice, that, nice one. Nice yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, I've been practicing. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a lot of things here. Uh, I don't know, maybe Aaron, you might be a little more uh, able to tell me exactly what everything is that I'm looking at. That's yeah, a- well, you know, we have we have a lot of toys here. Um, most of these things can be used um, for educational purposes as well as pleasure purposes um, to teach people uh, what may or may not feel good and how to communicate with your partner. We've got some flavored lube here that can be used to enhance, um, you know, an intimate experience with another partner or with yourself. Um, we've got some different shaped condoms and lubricants. Uh, we also have 
a couple toys here. We have a dildo as mm-hmm. well as a breast model, so we can talk about some nipple play action. Um, <laughs> well, we just wanted to say that. I really did. I mean, <laughs> all the way over here, she was the play action nipple. Thing. Nipple play action. <laughs> all day she wanted to just talk about that. But, you know, before we even get into it, why is it important? I mean, several of us up here are, are HIV counselors. We talk to people uh-huh. quite a bit over the years about why they're involved in sex, you know, and, and many times when I've been doing HIV counseling, because I've been doing it for 14 years now, I would ask people once they got their negative test, uh, you know, sometimes I would just say, you know, why, why do you have sex? And, and I'd always find it very rare for people, especially women, especially women, to say uh, for pleasure. Very rare. One, now and then I'd get a real brave woman who would say, because I like it. <laughs> most times it would be, well, I'm, I'm not sure why, you know, or uh, my partner wants me to, or, uh, you know, I want to keep him or her happy, you know. Mm-hmm. It really, there really wasn't that, I don't know if it was the permission to say, because I like it, or it's pleasurable. And sometimes I'm not sure people really have the permission. Have that's one of the reasons why we're doing this show is to say, it's all right. It's all right to say you're having sex for pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, it's... There are a lot of reasons people have sex, but mm-hmm. not all of them are necessarily valid. Right. Well, now, speaking so. of reasons, we do have uh, a caller on the line who oh. may have an answer to our question of the night. All what right. is the number one reason that people masturbate? We're going to go to that caller now. All right. Uh, welcome to Sex Posure. Uh, what is your answer to uh, why people masturbate? Um, I just wanted to say hi, guys. It's Kara. Hi, Kara. <laughs> Um, well, I find this a very interesting question, but, uh, I would have to say just, uh, for fun, you know? For fun? Uh, what, yeah. how, what does that look like on the board, Dr. D? For fun. <laughs> Is masturbating mean, fun? I mean, I go to, I go to <laughs> like that's a question fun. for another night. <laughs> I play my Wii sports game for fun. That, that's not enough, Kara. You're not getting near the prize pack with that answer. Oh. I mean, I might all be right, reason people right. do yeah. it, but. Not it's a reason, one. but not no, the number no, one reason. reason. Uh, but it's a good reason. Absolutely. It's it is my it's a reason. Good. Okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's completely fair and valid. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we appreciate Colin. Uh, we've got, of course, uh, anybody else that might, thinks that they might have the answer. The number again, 432-3893. Thanks again, Kara, for, for calling guys. us up. Bye, Take Kara. care. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Well, All I right. think that might be why, you know, we've heard a lot about pleasure parties lately, lately. people <clears> are having uh, pleasure parties, and, and a lot of it's usually revolve around women, women doing pleasure parties. Why, why do you think it's, you know, before we get into the toys that bring the pleasure, hopefully, <laughs> why is it that you think that women don't admit, or am I wrong, that don't admit to wanting to have sex for pleasure? Am, am I off base here? Why do they have when such a hard time? pleasure parties, are you talking, like, toy parties? Sex toy, toy parties, parties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think for for a long time it, it was not acceptable for women to actually enjoy sex. Um, for a long time it was, you know, really something that was just for procreation. And it, now that we're saying, you know, people may have sex for, for pleasure, may have sex outside of the institution of marriage, um, you know, then you get into all of those political, um, religious, religious, right. moral, kind of a Puritan leftover. Sort yeah, of thing. absolutely. Yeah. And there's still a lot of stigma over enjoying sex. Um, you know, if you look at the show sex in the city, um, uh, when Samantha would have multiple orgasms with partners, you know, multiple partners in the course of Wait, a week or so, <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, you know, a lot of people found that show to be very controversial mm-hmm. and, um, I think I think it still says a lot about our society that it's it's not okay for women to have. Looked to dawn upon. Yeah. So. Certainly. Yeah, and you wonder if, um, like Samantha having sex with a bunch of partners, if he if that was a guy instead, mm-hmm. it might not be so controversial and be looked differently upon. Sure. Because yeah. it's a lot easier for a guy to go around and say that he's having sex for fun and everything like that, but for a girl, it's it's a lot different. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you you think that uh, you know you you hear the, the myth is that men say, well. I'm going to go to the bar tonight, and I'm going to score, and I'm going to have some fun. I'm just going to go out and have some raucous pleasure. I mean, do women talk like that? <laughs> Sorry, raucous pleasure? I don't well, think guys really talk like that. No, I think if women do talk like that, they're looked upon as um, skinky or, sure. you know, mm-hmm. it's inappropriate. That's, you know, that's not what Unlady-like. females do. Exactly, yeah, yeah. it's unladylike. 
Um, sure. I think if if they do talk about it, it it's almost vulnerable. But now, do you think that's mm -hmm. changing? I mean, is that is it becoming more acceptable? Do you think, or is it still kind of stuck? It depends on the past? circle you're in. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. Yeah, I guess your your environment that you're around will definitely shape that. Sure. And I think if you look at at media outlets and the way women are being portrayed in the media, um, you know, we take baby steps every day to find a woman in the media that is portrayed positively, mm -hmm. who also gets to. Um, be sexual, but very rarely is there a good medium. It's either a woman who acts more of a man's role who is overtly sexualized mm -hmm. or a woman who is, you know, extremely under-sexualized. And uh, you, you don't find very media, many mm -hmm. happy mediums where I think a lot of girls may find themselves but wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, we've got uh, looking at two callers now, looking for, uh, to see, see if they have the answer to our question of the night. Uh, what is the number one reason that people masturbate? Let's go to the uh, first one we got here. All right, welcome to Sexposure. What is uh, what is your answer for the number one reason that people masturbate? Oh, hi. Hey. Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, name is Ben. Uh, I think the number one reason people masturbate uh, is uh, really a matter of boredom. Boredom. I mean, it, well, it's it's a matter of availability. I mean, if you have a TV, you're going to watch a TV. If you have a magazine, <laughs> you're going to read a magazine. So it's there. So you might as well use it. Answer. I like there it. So what you're saying is that because it's hanging there and you're bored, it's it's something to do. Yeah. It's way to pass the time. Why, why not just go make macaroni and cheese? I mean, it, if you're bored, I mean. It's a good. It's a good uh, answer. Once again, it's a valid answer, and it falls up there in the top five. But it's not the number one. Ah uh, darn. Well, I appreciate you calling, though. Uh, let's see. We got. To, I'm gonna put you on hold here. We got a, a second call. Let's try Ben. Let's see if we let's see if uh, the person number two here has the answer. Welcome to Sexposure. Uh, do you have the answer to the number one reason that people masturbate? Um, maybe. All right. What, what is it? <laughs> is it to relieve stress or anger? Well, you know what? I think that. Uh, we, what, 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 what's the vote here? Should we give it to her? Or not? Yes. I'm going to vote yes. I'm going to vote it. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. The number one reason is really to re relieve sexual tension. Uh, it's not so. It, it is kind of uh, could be somewhat related to anger, but it's that sexual tension that people feel where they they may not have had anything for a while. They're going through some fantasies and they feel a lot of tension about it. Yes, there's pleasure related to it, but it's really to kind of relieve that sexual tension. That's the number one reason. Doesn't mean it's not pleasurable. But it's really kind to, to relieve sexual tension. So we'll, we'll give it to her, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh, yeah. If I didn't, you win. We're, we're very giving here on <laughs> Sex Yay. Pleasure. You get the complimentary pack, and you can stop by. You can do no, something. That's right. No, you, <laughs> you can <laughs> definitely stop by. Stop Olin by. to pick yeah. it up. Stop by yeah. Olin and pick it up when you're Congratulations. Ready. Okay, stay on the line. We'll get all your info and uh, you know uh, hook you up with that complimentary prize pack. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. So right. Since we're still getting callers, I, I love that a woman got that right. I just want to say that. Yeah, yeah. She, she was. You know, some of that permission there. You know, being able to call up and say, you know, it's about the sexual tension. You know, that, that's good. Yeah, well, we should probably throw another question out there while we're talking about toys. Excellent. We'll, yeah. So the yeah. second question from our, our research is that, tell me what the number one reason for sexual fantasy is. Oh. What's the number one reason for sexual fantasy that most people? list as why they're involved with sexual fantasy. And Andrew's over there. He's just lighting up. He wants to answer this right away. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> so, let's talk about toys. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about toys. So uh, I guess, you know, a lot of talk about sex toys makes people feel uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. I, think yeah, I feel that, icky right now. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get rid of that. You know, it's, it's normal. It's, it's a good thing. They're fun. They were made for pleasure. So well, why, why do you think there is such such a feeling about it what, what is it what's it about well there's a lot of myths out there that say like if you use sex toys it means your partner's not good enough or not doing uh -huh. the right thing uh -huh. or you're not doing the right thing and yeah. you know i think that's probably the number one thing that's guys wrong. see this come out and they're like oh gosh because you can't see what she did she, right. she raised up a dildo a green a one dildo. at that green right. one actually yeah. this thing is huge jumbo jumbo <laughs> Yes, it, but, is, it yeah, but, is. It is rather large. But so you think you think it's because uh, you know the, the partner's not satisfying them, or that they can't find a person to help them, or what, or or what? I think that's a lot of people believe. Yeah, yeah. I do. Mm -hmm. Or that you know, if if somebody does use sex toys, then they're they're really 
out there. They're kinky. And right. Some people are afraid of that word in particular. Kinky is unladylike. You know, that's unladylike. <laughs> Just want you know, you said skanky and kinky. I know. So I'm on a roll here. You combine those two words somehow. Kinky, kinky. But you know, there are a lot of myths around mm-hmm. toys that I think that need to be exploded, if I might use the pun. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it was surprising. Last week in, in my class, I'm teaching on the psychology of human sexuality. The class was stunned when I told them that in this research, 50% of the women don't orgasm during intercourse. Mm-hmm. They really don't. It's not, a, it's not an actually natural way for most women to orgasm. So to do exploration and to use things that will help you reach satisfaction, whatever that is, mm-hmm. whatever well, now, that is. A question that I have, is that, is that a mental thing typically? Is that a physical thing? Where, where does that just come in at? Now, because we have the demonstration models here, <laughs> if you, if you think model. about it, that a lot of women like direct stimulation in the clitoris, mm-hmm. and that really... Not here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm writing a diagram in my hand right now. You really need Aaron, to be describe what you're doing right there. Well, I'm looking at the vagina, and <laughs> not model. mine, vagina model. model, and the clitoris is towards the top of the vulva, right. mm-hmm. and, you know, the clitoral hood. In most cases in this society, the position that's used for, for uh, intercourse, uh, about intercourse, is, is missionary, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have a lot of direct stimulation mm-hmm. there. And if a couple never talks about it, which a lot of couples don't talk about it, uh, you don't get direct stimulation. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about positions. Um, unless in the missionary position, you know, you are able to get close enough where you're rubbing against the pubic bone. Bone and then, but that's very rare. Right. You know, it, it takes a lot of maneuvering and getting to know your partner. And so, um, you really do want to have some focus on clitoral stimulation at the same time. But you want to talk with your partner about that because not every woman, you know, desires clitoral stimulation. There's sure. some permission around that sure. um, that you need to talk with your partner about. Well, and the other myth I think that you brought up uh, when talking about why there's some phobia about toys is that your partner is going to satisfy you all the time, every time. That's not necessarily true. Sometimes people need think different things, and, and to, to assume that your partner is going to satisfy you every time, mm-hmm. especially if you don't talk to them, uh, is going to set you up for failure. Mm-hmm. So some people use the things they need to do to find the satisfaction they need. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of using things, of course, our question tonight, uh, our, our next question, I should say, uh, the number one reason for uh, for sexual fantasies, I just want to throw that out again, the number again for that, 432-3893, if you think you have the answer to that, uh, that's our that's our number right there, give us a call, and uh, of course, feel free to give us a call for anything else that you may want to comment or uh, question about. And if you call within the next five minutes to uh, answer that question, we'll throw in the Juicy Lube Kiwi Strawberry tonight in the prize pack, right? Totally. That's a heck of a deal. That's a lot of lube. Good kind. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break, kind of uh, rest up, uh, get all of our uh, lube in order here, as it were, (laughs) and uh, we'll be back with more uh, impact uh, sex exposure in just a moment. Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Exposure. We are back with Impact Sexposure. Uh, we were just uh, discussing uh, various uses of sex toys and uh, what they're for, why they're used, and what, uh, sort of the stigma that's around them, too. Uh, now, was there, was there anything else that you guys wanted to add about, about sex toys or any certain toys in particular? I'm we looking at all the ones that we've got. I believe it. Toys, oh, I believe it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, I'm looking at the ones in front of me here, so I'm sure there's still a lot more to cover. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Christy and I, I think we were just talking about um, the different options that are out there for sex toys. And I know um, some of you may have joined um, 
late in the game. So we do have a number one. Um, oh, yes. Our question, question tonight, uh, what is the number one reason for sexual fantasies? Yes. Uh, so, of course, if anyone's got the answer to that, the number for that, as mentioned before, the number 432-3893. If you've got the, uh, the the right answer to that question, we can give out a free complimentary. Ooh, a complimentary Uh-oh. prize pack. Pardon me. Uh, <laughs> full of uh, lots of Olin goodies, including uh, what, condoms, lube? Oh, yeah. We got the strawberry kiwi lube in there tonight. Yes. All sorts That's of good stuff. So, okay, the number for that, 432-3893, and uh, Dr. D promised to throw in something extra good in the next five minutes. If, we'll uh, do that. Yeah. So. so, Christy, there are a lot of sex toys that are out there, there that are. can be used with both, you know, in- intimate partners yep. or by yourself. What's out there? Okay, so, you know, after doing research, I found out the most common one is the vibrator, probably because there's so many different types, therefore both men and women, to be used um, by yourself or with a partner. And so there's like rubber kinds and plastic, um, some with different kinds of vibrations, like with different settings. And um, some of the vibrators are used to stimulate the clitoris, and some are used to stimulate um, the perineum and the penis, and some are used to uh, go in, enter the vagina. So yeah, yeah, I think you, you know you can get vibrating. Things on all kinds. I mean, even your cell phone could turn into a sex toy, really. But probably <laughs> not safe, don't, don't though. Give them ideas. Please, please. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> but, but you do, Christy, you bring up a good point. Safety wise, you do want to be careful with vibrators because some vibrators, um, if they are not made correctly, can actually heat up to a, a point where they could actually cause some skin damage. Oh, you wow. know, they could cause some burning. So, That's a sensitive area to. Right. Something you definitely want to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. So you always want to read the directions. You want to check out, you know, how your sex toy is being made, where it's being made, um, and get some information on it before you purchase it. You know, a lot of times people will spend $5 on, you know, one of those silver bullets that goes on your keychain, but it may not necessarily be safe for actual... Actual clitoral stimulation. Just, it, yeah, no, they do really make them, but they heat up too fast, you know, and they're made out of metal, and so they can actually mm. cause some real damage. So you want to be careful with vibrators that are out there. So is metal just out, or is you just have to kind of be careful? No, you with just got to be careful. Okay. You got to be careful about you know how it's being made and how it's supposed to be actually used. Mm. You know, some of them are, are more novelty gifts than directed. actual. <laughs> well, yeah, and a lot of yes. people don't necessarily take the time to do the research because if you've ever been in a store that sells them, people are probably a little nervous about it. People don't know what to buy. I've heard people come in you know, and talk about, well, I don't even know what to buy. There's so many things out there. Mm-hmm. You can do research online, and they, they, but really do look at the safety because some of these things can be dangerous mm-hmm. if not used properly. Right. Absolutely. As well as we're going to talk about how to clean them too. But, right. but vibrators are, are one thing that a lot of people use. And, and once again, we're trying to offer permission here. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you feel like that's something that you want to try, then go ahead and try Certainly. it. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you're safe about it. Right. Well, just to interject real quick, we do have a caller on the line with uh, an answer to our question of the night here. Let's go ahead and take that. Uh, welcome to uh, Impact Sexposure. I believe you have an answer for our question, the number one reason that people have sexual fantasies. Okay, so, like, I have a guess, but I'm not certain about it, because I think that most of the time sexual fantasies just sort of, like, occur to people. You know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of somewhere, and you see something that's kind of hot, and it's something that you kind of log away later. But my thought that um, that um, the number one reason for sexual fantasies would be um, would be sort of uh, like historical. Does that make any sense? So something like from your memory, that, like like you 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 remember the first time that you got sexually aroused by something, and then things that remind you of that thing, ah. sort of. You know, I, I think that I would usually be really hard on that answer, but I think I'm actually going to give it to you because you said something mm-hmm. there, even though you said historical, that actually rings true to the n- number one reason. The reason why people have sexual fantasies isn't anything rocket science. It's really to increase sexual arousal. So when you said you look back historically at something that got you aroused, that's why people use sexual fantasy. The problem is that some people feel really guilty sometimes about it, that they'll think about somebody else or they'll see somebody hot and that'll, that'll, that'll arouse them and they start feeling guilty that it's not their partner, but once again, remembering that your partner's not going to be everything to you, and that sexual sexual fantasy is extremely normal. It's even normal sometimes to think about somebody else 
while you're having a sexual encounter with your partner. That's fairly normal. It's really just to increase sexual arousal. But a lot of people have a lot of guilt feelings on that. So we're going to give you that complimentary package. There we go. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, go ahead and stand in the line and we'll uh, hook you up with that. I actually, oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to actually say one other thing because he actually mentioned it is the whole oh. guilt thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that whole the whole toys and I think that this is happens a lot for women too with toys and sexual fantasies and masturbation and all of that stuff I think that um that women get a lot of wrapped up like wrapped up in what they should be doing and not what they need to to be doing and it's so it's a very like singular thing and so like um with toys and stuff like that it tends to be more of a situation where um learning what you like when you masturbate is going to be the best way to figure out what kind of toys you're going to like later. Um, that's just my little tip for people who are going to look into buying a toy for the first time is if you know what you like physically when you masturbate, then you're going to know what you're going to like physically when you add a, a prop along with that. So that was just my other thing that I wanted I to add. I probably couldn't have said any better because really you got to know your body. And whenever we have anybody come in that's non-orgasmic or not receiving pleasure or not receiving satisfaction, one of the things we do is send them home and do masturbatory exercises because you really need to know how and what feels good to you before you go out and buy toys. So you actually, for that matter, find a partner. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Yeah, excellent. Well done. Thanks Thank for your you. input, Thank and uh, stay on the line. We'll hook you up with that complimentary prize pack. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, and definitely to go along with, you know, what our caller was saying is that people will find stimulation in a variety of areas. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people focus simply on the genital area, and, and some people may not find um, all of their stimulation there. You know, there can be a lot of creative areas that you can use sex toys with um, that don't require just a penis and a vagina. It right. may surprise you. You never know. Exactly. You know, we do this sensory exploration um, exercise. Dennis and I were talking about this earlier today, um, you know, where you really you kind of talk through with your partner about different things that feel good and don't feel good on different areas of your body. And it, it doesn't really require, you know, genitals. Yeah, yeah and, that does, and that even goes for even without sex toys. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, just with hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, how many people have actually went out there with their partners and said, okay, tonight or for the next week, Genitals are off are off limits. No genitals at all. We're just going to, you know, explore each other's bodies and find out what feels good, you know, and touch you in different ways. You tell me how it feels. It's called sensate focus. Mm-hmm. So, so many people are so focused on their genitals. But, you know, Aaron and I were kidding around. We said we're going to have Andrew and, and what? Julia. T- what? <laughs> we're going to have Andrew, Andrew and Julia touch each other's arms in different ways and talk back and forth to each other. But we didn't want to embarrass you guys. No, no, no appreciate that. <laughs> But, you know, to touch no a partner's offense. arm, to touch a partner's arm without any focus on the genitals and say, okay, tonight we're just gonna, I'm just going to touch your arm, and you're going to tell me how it feels and how much pressure you want, and do you want me to go back and forth or up and down? Now we, most people never do that. So you could use these toys on different parts of your body and probably get the same type of orgasmic release that you would at genitals, but right, you know? This culture, we kind of go from mouth to crotch in 3.5 seconds. That's right. true. It's, 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 you forget the rest of your body. So toys can be used in a lot of different places. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's really about talking with your partner. You know, I, mean, I think we had some other toys on here to talk about different areas that you can stimulate with toys or without toys. You know, um, it's, it's really about permission. It's about talking with your partner about where you are comfortable going, where you're not comfortable going. Um, and well, I'm having respect for that because a lot of people, you know, um, will give in to while my boyfriend wants to do this. And you have to have respect for your partner and, and make sure that they're willing. Just because you talk about it still doesn't mean it's okay. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. So. And getting permission at every step of the way. You know, is it okay if I kiss you? Is it okay if I do this, do that? Um, you know, you never want to go um, a place that you haven't talked with your partner about right. before or, or just to try it and see how they react. Because they may not <laughs> react, but later on they might react. Yeah, you might be worse off in the end. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. yeah. Well, since we since we have, uh, we've gotten both questions already, uh, right. the one I'll throw out now is, is it, we have some extra prize packs, mm-hmm. complimentary oh, packs for if you want to call in and tell us your favorite toy, mm-hmm. we'll give you a prize pack, won't we? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great idea. So before the holidays, I'm feeling like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, I want to hear well, about all those. Right, all of those sex, sex toys that are out there. Yeah, I mean, and there, yeah. There's, I mean, there's whole stores based Give me some this. education, so, people. Yeah. So the number for that, 432-3893. Give us your uh, your favorite sex toy. I'm sure we'd love to hear that. So we uh, covered vibrators. What's right. the next yeah. one? Okay, yeah. so the next one is uh, primarily for women. I mean, 
pretty much. It's just for it's a, called a G spot toy. And the G spot, if you don't know what that is, it's um it's on in the wall of your vagina, like on the forward wall, about two or three inches in. And uh, G-Spot toys have a little hook at the end of them so that when you insert it into the vagina, it goes right towards that G-Spot. And uh, it's supposed to stimulate that. And, and so similar to what our caller was saying earlier was that, you know, when you masturbate, you may find places on your body that are more sensitive than others. And some women have an area in their vagina towards the bottom two-thirds that is a little more sensitive. Um, and so... Yeah. Hey, Aaron and I were arguing about this beforehand because I think the G spot is all bunk. Uh, but but <laughs> some women, some women do have areas, just like some men have areas in their body. And once again, it's about exploration. So don't try to go, you know, like being uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and trying to find a G spot <laughs> when you don't forget the right. down there where you're not well, well, you forget the inside of your knee or or the small of your back or the your neck or your ears. I mean, all kinds of spots can be really sensitive and and and. Uh, People forget those, mm-hmm. and they, they can they can be uh, quite erotic or erogenous. Exactly. Well, now, uh, just to interrupt you, oh, we had a caller. Now the caller's gone. I think we scared them off. Might have, Uh-oh. yeah. It's a lot of pressure <laughs> to call up the radio and talk about your sex toys. So what else do we have about that? All right, so uh, moving on, we have dildo, and a dildo is a toy that represents a penis. Uh, there's many different sizes. Such as the one that Erin is proudly holding up over yep. her head right now? Many different shapes, made out of many different materials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not just for a woman to use. Men can also use them, too. And, you know, like we said before, they don't have to just be for genital stimulation. You mm-hmm. can really try it out anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. And then there's also for anal stimulation, there are some other things that are out there like anal beads, mm-hmm. pop plugs, mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. Right? Yep. Now, I'm sure there's, I mean, we were talking about, like, stigma with, with certain toys. Oh I mean, I'm God. sure that's Especially the... Especially names. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. I'm sure that's, that has the most stigma attached to it. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you know, when we talk about um, kinky, the word kinky, mm-hmm. you know, people use that as a stigmatizing word um, to talk about a lot of things. But, you know, anal play can be very stigmatizing for people. And mm-hmm. we know that, um, you know, that, that people do do it and people do find it stimulating. Um, it's a way to access the prostate gland from men, and that can be a, a huge g-spot if you will for men so um accessing it through either anal stimulation or through the perineum which is the area between the scrotum and the anus um those are both you know great ways to do it and you can use vibrators um for that area um or anal beads or all kinds of sex toys that are out there so it's perfectly safe for anal play (laughs) um but again it's about permission and about using you know lubrication yeah i think julia said it quite well too is that Whatever we're talking about here may not fit with your morality, your religion, your political views. It really doesn't matter. If the two people that are wanting to do this or the one person who is wanting to do this, they have consent, they have permission, they feel comfortable about what they're doing, there's no chance of passing you know, an STI or bringing an unwanted child in the world, they have the right to sexually express themselves whatever manner they want to. Exactly. That is the right. So if you're turned off by it, then... Turn off the radio. Wow. Don't turn off impact. No. <laughs> always leave impact but on. You can, you can always, you, can always uh, you know, listen to something else. But they're, they're or just lower the volume that. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about things that uh, we're talking about pleasure tonight. Certainly. People have a right to explore that as long mm-hmm. as no one's hurt. Right. And when it comes to toys, you know, there are a few safety things. And we talked about earlier making sure you know where your sex toys are coming from and how you're actually supposed to use the sex toys. But there are some other concerns not concerns, but things you want to know about sex toys before you right. start using them. Right. One of the main things um, you should always keep in mind when buying a sex toy is that you should not buy something that could slip inside the body. It should always have like a sturdy base or a cord that you can have to pull it out if you need to. So mm-hmm. it's very important because um, you could definitely have some infections. Sure. Make sure they're not made in China with lead paint, right? Uh-huh. Yes, there you go. Very important. <laughs> I'm sure doctors have seen a lot of uh, a lot of these sort of things left inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, when you're using anal toys, make sure you use lots of lube. Lube is definitely something you want to keep handy because your anus does not make enough lubrication on its own. So, and when you do use anal toys, make sure that if you're going to put them anywhere else on your body, that you clean them um, right after they're taken out of the anus and be put into the mouth or the vagina. It's um, very important. And another way to do that is, you know, if you're including other partners or if you are switching from one area to another is to use condoms with your sex toys. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you you can get a variety of condoms or female condoms that are out there um, that you can, you know, take on and off. And and that way it saves you running to the bathroom to wash off with soap and water. Exactly. 
You know, we were talking, we were looking at the agenda this afternoon there, and I mentioned that we might want to talk about piercings, too, because a lot of people consider their piercings, whether it's pierced nipples, pierced tongue, mm -hmm. pierced vagina, even pierced penis, that's uh, part of toys, too. And, and, and there's some extra precautions you really need to, to uh, uh, think about if you're going to do that. Definitely. If it's a new piercing, you want to make sure that there are no open sores or wounds. Um, because, you know, even with using sex toys and mutual masturbation, you can still pass along sexually transmitted infections. Um, that, that possibility is still there. Um, it's a possibility, mm -hmm. right? So you want to be sure that you communicate with your partner um, about any piercings or things that you might have concerns about. Right. I would think that would be even more something uh, like piercings, I would assume, would be something you would need to pay more careful attention to when it comes mm -hmm. to that sort of thing than just regular. Definitely. Play. I mean, even you can snag piercings, sure. you know, very easily as well. So you want to be careful oh. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I just shuddered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so Sorry, since, since we have scared people away with our question about calling your favorite mm -hmm. toy, I think we need a new question. And the question mm -hmm. will be, in this research we did, and none of you can answer this, <laughs> is that what is in heterosex... Uh, heterosexuality, uh, vaginal intercourse, what's the best position to use if you want to achieve satisfaction? I'm talking no. about the woman. Is the satisfaction climax? No, yeah, whatever, whatever you think satisfying is. It okay. could be orgasm, it could be whatever. That, that when we ask women what's the most satisfying position they would like to be in uh, in order to receive uh, an orgasm or satisfaction, what what position do you think they said? And give me the clinical terminology. Yeah, no street terms. No street terms. <laughs> I like street terms. <laughs> the flying monkey. <laughs> sure, they all have uh, similarities with any kind of kung fu moves mm -hmm. as well. Uh, <laughs> kung fu, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, all right, moving all right along. Right. Clever, very So, yeah, uh, any more tips that you might have for us for... Uh, for, for um, use of sex toys? or um, Just make sure you clean them after use. Even okay. if you're the only one using them, it's important to clean them after every use. So. Excellent. And some of them are even yep. dishwasher safe. So yeah. read the but you may want to Make sure you read the book because they're not that good. Yes, and you also want to be sure who's going to open the dishwasher. Well, you know, and in sure you take out. them out before your parents come over. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> now, one of the things that was brought tonight was all the different types of flavored lube because they're used uh, with toys, too, as far as... as uh, uh, using them, you know, whether they're part of the sensory thing. So uh, are we going to do... We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Okay. Uh, so the next part <laughs> we're going to talk about are, are the senses because, you know, outside of just toys, there are a lot of, you know, outside toys, things that will stimulate people. And so I think, Chris, you want to talk about... Yeah, different senses. Yep, it's that. Like we said before, it's not all about your genitals. So um, sight, sound, taste, smell, and touch are very important and are definitely pleasure enhancers. Mm -hmm. So we can skip down to taste since Dr. D already told yeah. us there. All right, let's do that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We can't go to taste because being a male, I have to stand up for sight. Yes. Oh, okay, all right. We'll start with sight then. That's first on our list, anyways. <laughs> so pleasure enhancers around sight. I mean, Sight. Well, Sight's a pretty big one for guys, I suppose, mm -hmm. right, gentlemen? Oh, I guess. I yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think so. But everybody's got their preferences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, women too. They, mm -hmm. they Certainly. Like yeah, and that's not a blanket statement. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of guys who well, you know, sexist, enjoy the things. So. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's why we watch on the sex related show. This, and part of this is, and I think we somewhat covered it when we talked about body image a couple of shows ago uh, in sex, is that you know men usually in this society like to engage in sexual activity with the lights on. Um, because they're more visual, and, and women tend to want them off. As you're all going, yes. <laughs> but but for our listeners out there, why 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 do you think women want the lights off? Body image issues. I mean, I think we probably covered that on the last, mm -hmm. um, you know, on the last show. Yeah, a lot they of have issues with the way they look, and they don't want somebody mm -hmm. being that close, that personal with them, looking at what they believe to be their flaws, mm -hmm. especially That's, in certain positions. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot mm -hmm. you can see about somebody. Sure. <laughs> okay, I think that was, that was nice. but it was interesting that in, right. last, in last week's uh, class when I when I had the uh, the gender split to talk about you know uh, brainstorm ideas they'd ever whatever they whatever wanted to tell a man about sex and whatever they wanted to tell women about sex and the man the men almost categorically said to the women open your eyes 
when you're having sex because they, it was like most of the, the men in the room said that the women that they choose to have sex with keep their eyes closed. And so are you be that visually stunted or is it... Uh, Maybe it's the guys who are saying that. Different way of pleasure. <laughs> I don't know. But for a lot of men, sight is, is a big one. And there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things you can do from, you know, lingerie to uh, watching erotica together. Once again, all of this is with permission. You have to have consent from both partners in order to do this because somebody may not be comfortable. You can just say to your partner, hey, you want to watch a movie? And then just pop them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It may not be a welcome porn. surprise. Yeah. Actually, porn is, can be a, a good like stimulator um, around um, hearing as well, right? Listening in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably in another section, but it, it can also be a, a good sight um, thing to have going on in the background. I mean, you could yeah. try it. I'm just going to say you might want to talk about it first. Right. Oh, yeah. right. You never want right. to slip in a porn yeah. like, hey... <laughs> Guess Oops, who I put got. this here? <laughs> yeah, no sleepless in Seattle tonight. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> I think we talked about this maybe last year, but part of this research, we asked women what they found most sexually stimulating in the piece of clothing, visual, uh, that men wear. And what do you think it was? Banana hammock. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, a uniform. No. I don't know. Kevin's nodding his head fiercely in there. Elephant thongs? That's what I was saying. Yeah, okay. Boxer briefs. <laughs> it was actually boxers. Oh! Boxers? 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 Oh, really? They, they overwhelmingly said that they found that men who wear boxers uh, were very sexually attractive. Hmm. And men, in turn, said, what do you think they said about women? Lingerie. Lingerie. We're easy. Yeah. Not to mention boxers are just comfortable. Yes, exactly. But moving down to sensuous uh, categories mm-hmm. here. Yeah, we got uh, sound up next. Yep. So, Christy says there's no need to be quiet unless the neighbors or roommates will yell. Yeah. <laughs> well, even then, you know, she wants to give you permission. You can be as loud as you want, but you know, don't do special. it when your roommates are in the same unless room or next door. Unless you're having a competition with your roommates, and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. Right. Communicate that's, with the roommates. You be very no, comfortable with the roommates at that point. We'll leave that a lot of open communication. <laughs> 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 it, is, it is one of those areas, once again, where some people feel frustrated that they can't moan or they can't say stuff during sex because it's, you know, it's, it's a very personal thing or they don't feel yeah. comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, we're here to tell you that you have permission to do that. So mm-hmm. you do. If, we walk, if we walk by Brody Hall tonight and there's screaming going on, then we know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Taking the advice of sex exposure. Well, and well, you know, when you talk about um, people that have, you know, t- tense uh, that are tense or stressed or things like that you know we have like the midnight screams during finals right it's mm-hmm. it's a very good way to release tension what well, can be a really good way to um release tension during sex as well you know is, is to have that permission to say things yeah yeah oh know. having sex during the midnight screams is a good way no, <laughs> no, one, no one will ever know <laughs> we're, we're trying to get rid of the midnight screams so let's <laughs> I guess we could localize it in, in dorm rooms then. Sure. But, you know, we're talking about what's sensuous, and, and uh, music. Music is a big one to people. Mm-hmm. When yeah. we looked at the enhancers to sexual activity, music, and different people like different music. Um, a little Barry White here and there. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <Some rackable. laughs> well, I think, we too, we talked about people can express, express their pleasure by moaning or yelling and things like that, but also just telling your partner what feels good and what doesn't. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that could be a huge turn on is telling people, you know, asking your partner to go certain places mm-hmm. and to do certain things. Positive Plus encouragement. Plus the added benefit there. Positive <laughs> encouragement. Exactly. Yeah. And the added benefit there is you get your partner, you can have your partner do something that you really like and you kind of direct them a little bit. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're still looking for that caller at, uh, what's the number again? Where's the number again, of course, 432-3893. The question, what is the best uh, position for satisfaction for women? Mm-hmm. So, But now are we taking uh, gentlemen callers on this one? Or oh, of course strictly we women? do. Okay. Of course we do. All right, so open to everybody. They so think they know, but we'll, we'll see. And, of course, uh, you know, the, the correct answer will win a complimentary prize back from Olin Complimentary prize back. And what flavor of lube will we throw in there t- mm. now? Julia, what no, flavor? Let's see. we got vanilla cream. Oh, no, what else we got? Fruit. Peach. You know what? Oh, we'll make it your request. Okay. Yeah, that's what we We'll give you whatever flavor you want. And speaking of flavors, the next one on our list is taste. So. I think we have a little um, request for oh you, my goodness. All right. Mr. Host. <laughs> this here is a bottle of lube, mm-hmm. and we're going to give you a little squirt, and you get to... Um, yes, now, of course, <laughs> I, I know. I, I can see in your eyes. <laughs> you, you get to taste it and tell us what flavor you think this is, okay? okay? Are you ready? Yeah, I guess... 
Where Put it on there. Where would yeah. you like it? Uh, just on my hand, I guess, would be fine. <laughs> I wanted uh, to communicate with you. Oh, I know. I appreciate that. Open communication. So, there of course, the, the label is concealed. Right. And I have uh, a very bad sense of taste, so this should make for some interesting reading. Good. So let's see what we got. Hmm. I'm going to have to say sort of a watermelon. You are correct. Oh, Luscious cute. watermelon. Uh, so right. much pressure. <laughs> Round of applause for <laughs> Why, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so there are a variety of, of flavored lubes out there. I see, well, we got, I mean, all different colors here. It looks like t- maybe s- seven or eight different uh, Visually colors Visually stimulating. Yes, exactly. We even have chocolate raspberry. <laughs> you can even line these up on your dresser raspberry. and just have like a buffet. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I don't know how funny that would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but speaking of buffet, there are other things, right? Christy, I think there you guys are. are working on a program. We are. Sexual appetites is what it's called. And it's about... Um, Relating food and sex and how it can be fun to, you know, have food with sex and mm-hmm. before sex, after sex, whatever you want. I guess. being intimate around having taste and it's not necessarily, you know, using it in, in sexual contact all the time. Mm-hmm. Although you can, there are a lot of right. things that can be used, um, you know, to stimulate. But also just being able to enjoy, you know, dinner with somebody. Yeah, or, the sensual experience. Right. It's not always the whipped cream and the strawberries that, right. no. you know... Yeah, sharing time with somebody, Maybe making pasta dinner. and Alfredo sauce beforehand. Right, or, or going for a walk with hot chocolate. I mean, anything yeah. like that, just being creative um, and, and being able to indulge in food um, that tastes good and having a good time. And hot chocolate sounds good right now with how cold it is outside. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the most important messages here is that is to, in any sex, sexual situation, use your senses. And sensuality is more, almost more important sometimes than the actual sex. Mm-hmm. It's how you stimulate the senses, and that's how you find the satisfaction. Uh, so, so we're on to uh, taste, but preparing meals, I think, you know, that is one of the most sensuous things you can do with another individual is actually help prepare the meal and then then sitting down to eat together. I mean, it's a very sensuous thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, yeah. now before we go on to the next sense, we do have a caller for okay. our uh, question, the best position for satisfaction for women. So let's go to that caller now. Welcome to uh, Sexposure. Do you have an answer for our question of the night? I actually don't. I was no. going to comment about the uh, sex toy thing that she said you scared people away from earlier. Oh, you got a brave uh, caller. I just want to give a recommendation that everybody go to their local grocery store or whatever and pick up the little Trojan vibrating ring. Oh, a plug for the ring. Just... All right. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's like yeah. specifically designed to be used as a couple, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um Plus, she loves it. So, well, I, congratulations! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a yeah. condom with a vibrating ring. Well, well no, it's no. actually it, actually it goes over the condom. condom. Oh, okay. yeah. really? let, let me ask you: How, how yeah. did you guys talk about it? How did you guys decide that this is what we're going to buy? Um, well, I actually surprised her. Uh, I saw an ad on TV for it, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go get one. I'm bringing it home, show it to her, see what she says about it. So I didn't take her with me. What did, what did she say? Um, you know, she did the giggle, you know, that a lot of girls do when in that situation. Like that. Um, and, you know, she was like, yeah, let's, let's give it a try. And, and, and the result? Um, it was great. We have bought a couple of them. Oh. Where, where, All right. The batteries, so you asked her before, the batteries die after a while. So you, you asked her before you used it? What's that? You asked her before you used it, what, you didn't just surprise her, surprise her with it? No, I didn't, like, you know, show up with it on. I That's great. We're, we get, we got a prize back that will even surprise her more for you. Exactly. Right. Some cool, good stuff. So go ahead and stand the line, and we'll get all your info. Thanks a lot for calling. Thanks for the good tip. Yep. All right. Well, we do have another person on the line here, maybe with an answer to our question, maybe with an, uh, some more input on the sex toy issue. Let's go ahead and go to that caller now. Uh, what is it? What is your input for sex exposure tonight? I, I'm guessing doggy is the position. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we well, said no well, street terms. Aaron is very terms. excited about doggy. I'm going to give you half a pack for the street term. <laughs> no, actually, it, it, it's called, I mean, folks on the street call it doggy style, but it's rear entry position, which means rear entering to the vagina, by the way. Uh, but it is the best position because of anatomically the, the friction that can be on the clitoris, plus the fact that if you have a, an informed partner who's actually doing the penetrating, they may know how to use their hands to actually stimulate you more. And puts you in a position where you can rock back and forth. So it is the, it is the position that most women prefer uh, to reach satisfaction if orgasm is part of your satisfaction. So we have a prize pack for you. Well, congratulations. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Very cool. I'm glad I was right. You were. <laughs> right off the bat. And you're a male. Yay. <laughs> all right. We'll stand the line. We'll get all your info. 
All right. Well, that we've been getting a lot of uh, like yeah, first calls for all the yeah. questions. Sexually educated. Yes, we do. A lot of a lot of regular listeners, I suppose. They must be listening. Yeah. Must be listening to our shows and going to your guys' health advocate programs. That must be it. All informed. We still have two more senses to hit now, don't we? We do. You know, I think two most important senses. The next one is smell. Smell. Christy, tell us about smell. Okay, so I was reading this book, and I found out um, about this study that was done. Um, a group of women applied a drop of vaginal discharge on their chest before going to bed, and a different group didn't do this. And results showed that the husbands of the appliers initiated sex much more frequently than those that did not. Interesting. So it was very interesting, and um, the correct term for that would be pheromones. That's the uh, the... I don't even know. What no need for expensive perfume. Still, right. Right. Yeah. discharge. <laughs> Nature's perfume. <laughs> right. Every time. Well, that is uh, hot. No. <laughs> <Appetizing>. <laughs> well, you know, but it actually, um, you know, when we talk about natural smell, human natural smell, um, when you choose a partner, people actually talk about one of the biggest turn-ons is smell. Mm-hmm. And most, you know, more often it's a, it's about a, a partner's mm-hmm. natural smell, the way they smell when they wake up in the morning or, or whatever. It's not about all of the, you know, expensive perfumes that we buy and, and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I can't underestimate the sense of smell. It usually shows up in the polls as number one or two. Uh, for both enhancer and detractor, a good smell being an enhancer and, and a bad smell being a detractor. So you really have to consider that. But I know we only have 10 minutes left and get some other, but I'm going to throw one last question out there. Oh, here we go. We'll give you the best prize pack ever. In a recent survey of women across the nation, we gave them 10 different types of sexual behaviors they could be involved in that would give them the most satisfaction. What do you think was number one that they listed as the sexual behavior they most like to involve themselves in that gives them satisfaction? You can get that one, hmm. and you will be a sexy person. Absolutely. Sexually educated you get, you get person. to wear that badge, proudly. Sexy, sexy person. You're <laughs> a sexy person badge. I'm, no. I'm wondering where you come up with these. I mean, do you just have them all I pull them at the top no. of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> no, these, oh, boy. This, this is, I mean, I know they, that you get them from somewhere, but this is what Dennis does always remember these right. things. That's pretty good. There's a lot of research out there, and, and a lot of this research leads people to have permission. And a lot, of, a lot of these questions we talked about tonight are all permission questions where people go, my God, it's kind of like social norming. You know, like mm-hmm. If you know a lot of people do this, you know, if we talk about the number of women who actually do masturbate, you know, people go, what do you mean? The majority of women do masturbate? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Ah, I got permission. So a lot of these questions are about permission. That's why I tend to keep them in mind. Now, I always assume that after the Monica Lewinsky scandal, that oral sex became more permissible because it got so much media attention. But now I don't it know if that's be. true. But that's just always been my <laughs> assumption. But now, Exactly. All right, we got one more caller here before the show is up. Uh, let's see if they have an answer to our question. Again, Dr. D, what was the question you, you just posed the to the audience? The question is, in, in a, uh, uh, a research that we gave women 10 different sexual behaviors they could involve themselves in, which one do they usually choose that gives them the most satisfaction? All right, we got a caller on the line. Let's see if uh, our caller has the answer to that question. Go ahead. I wish I had a better word, but I bet it's cunnilingus. What is, is, is that the, is that the correct know. answer? <laughs> it, you, you, we have to give it to you. Uh, it right. is oral sex. Oral sex performed on them was overwhelmingly the uh, number one choice that women choose to for satisfaction. Especially if you incorporate a finger or something, you know, I mean. Well, you know, I think it, sometimes it you can leave the finger nice out, but it's. Involved, you know. It was oral sex. Now, now, I'll give you a double prize pack if you tell me what came in number 10. The least satisfying. Oh, boy. Not boy. <laughs> How about a complete lack of foreplay? Nope. That would be a good guess. Nope. That's a good, good guess, though. But we're still going to give you that one prize pack. <laughs> yeah. what, what, is the, what is the answer, then? I'm curious. The answer is intercourse. Oh. Came in dead last. Wow. Of the ten different activities they could be involved in. And, of course, came in dead last, which kind of tells you where the priorities are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, go ahead and stay on the line. We'll get all your info and get you that prize back. Yeah, go ahead. A lot of first-call answers today. Yeah, absolutely. right off the bat. Not too shabby. So we're going to move on to our next sense, right. which is touch. touch. Another very important one. Definitely. And you have on here, keep erogenous zones in mind. Mm-hmm. So is that probably part about communication? And Yeah, definitely. I mean, you... Different people like different things, so I mean, not everyone has the same erogenous zones. Um, and once again, not all people like just to be touched at the genitals. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of different other places like, like the ears, the yep, neck, the neck, mm-hmm. lips, nipples. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just had to say that, didn't you? <laughs> and we have a we breast model in front of us yeah, with a do. nipple that. You well, know, you know, like that. touch once again, and I did that. I told you I did that exercise last week when I talked to men and women, and one of the first thing women said was. My nipples are not radio dials. <laughs> <laughs> gentle. Be gentle. I mean, use lube with some nipple stuff. Well, but what they're know? saying is that I have so much more in my body that, for mm-hmm. you right. to explore, and that feels good. And, and that touch can be stimulating. I mean, yeah. who doesn't like to be touched? Mm-hmm. I mean, with consent. <laughs> right. Appropriately. Reason, yeah. Who doesn't like to be touched? I mean, touch is a great sensation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. yeah. You know what? And I think you bring up a really good point, Dr. G, is, is this is all about consent and communication. Um, you... you Wanted to try new things with your partner's consent. So talking about, you know, buying the cock ring like the guy mm-hmm. was talking about um, or, or asking your partner about what they think might feel good, what doesn't, what they'd like to explore, what they don't is really important. Um, you know, I, we can't emphasize enough that that safer sex um, starts with communication. Yeah. I think it's been the theme for this show and then a lot of other shows in the past, too. It's probably the most important thing for listening to Sexposure, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah. Communication is a huge part of sexuality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, usually when you get a couple in to do sex therapy, it really isn't about the functional aspects of sex. It's really about communicating between the two partners. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we kind of laughed about the, you know, the, the talking part, you know, and, and on the enhancements and detractors for MSU students we went through a couple shows ago. It says, you know, have some talk going on and that means communicating back and forth but remember back down on the farther down the list the detractor was talking too much i mean you don't want to talk to the whole act but you do want to communicate well it's kind of like keeping a conversation going you can't have a one-sided conversation it doesn't go anywhere so you know going back and forth between partners is key well christy made a good point though about erogenous zones i mean you have your primary ones but you have to discover your secondary ones. Your secondary ones could be anywhere from inside your kneecap to mm-hmm. your, Under your, your, armpit. your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about foot fetishes. People love feet. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's a reason it's, it's so ticklish, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great way to end the show, you know? Yeah. Communication. Well, there's always... one more bit of info I think we need to put out. Uh, am I right? Yeah, I think we want to talk about some events. So, Julia, tell us what's coming up because it's getting towards the end of the semester, and we have kind of some big events that are coming up for people to actually ask us some questions, be able to come up and ask us some questions in person, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Big event that's coming up, um, it's December 1st. It's World AIDS Day. Um, We've been doing a lot of planning for it. Um, We have some really um, memorative um, events events that we're going to try and put on and we'd really like a lot of people to come and support and um, really get to to get some information on HIV and AIDS. Um, one of the things that we're doing, we're going to put on a candlelight vigil. Um, it's going to be the Thursday before, um, which is November 29th. Um, the vigil is going to be at the Rock at 830. Um, the next day, Friday the 30th, um, we have complimentary HIV testing. That's at Olin. Um, from 10 to 4 p.m. Um, it's anonymous. Um, and for any more information about that and other events, um, you can visit Olin at msu.edu. Um, and what we're really doing with World AIDS Day is giving people permission to talk about um, HIV and AIDS and how it's impacting our community. Those that are living with HIV and AIDS, you know, we want to commemorate those that are, are currently living, living with HIV and AIDS and those that have passed from uh, related deaths. And w- we want to remember those that have fought the fight and that are continuing to and, and show that we are supportive of uh, the community that is out there and that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay and to talk about healthy relationships and sex around HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. um, and really to reduce the stigma uh, mm-hmm. that goes around with, with people living with. Well, and HIV also AIDS. to understand, you know, how it's contracted, what people are dealing with mm-hmm. um, when it's contracted and, and how it touches people's lives and, and families. Um, and how you can have safer sex, mm-hmm. whether, you know, you're protecting yourself against contracting HIV or you're having a partner who does have HIV. You know, it's still possible to have a great, healthy sexual relationship, mm-hmm. even if you are living with HIV and AIDS. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're going to really be out there talking about is that it's OK. It's OK to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now, again, just to just to remind everybody, that's uh, that's December 1st. Yes. World AIDS Day. Uh, now, is that going on at Olin or is that elsewhere? The HIV testing will happen at Olin mm-hmm. Health Center. Uh, again, Julia said on November 30th, which is the Friday before, mm-hmm. from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and we'll be having a candlelight vigil the evening before on November 29th. Okay. And um, that whole week before prior is um, Awareness Week. Oh. Um, we're going to be putting up 
um, 500 ribbons um, up and down Farm Lane. So um, you're really going to be able to to see the impact. And each of those ribbons um, is equivalent to a thousand deaths um, due to HIV and AIDS wow. in the U.S. Um, so. Think about that when you guys see the ribbons. Certainly, and think about Olin, of course. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And come, uh, if you get the opportunity um, to see some of the community events that are going on out there, you can find out more information about those at olin.msu.edu. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have all of those events posted because it's, it's not just Olin that's participating in this, right. but there's a, a student group out there called Real Relating Excellence in All Areas of Life uh, that's helping us out with some events as well as Lansing Area AIDS Network. Mm-hmm. We're all wow. working together to put together a, a good uh, commemoration all week long. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, that's fantastic. We're just about out of time, but uh, I want to thank you all for being here, of course, as always. This has been Impact Sexposure. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for, for coming by. Uh, we'll and, back uh, December 4th. Oh, of course. That's right. For, for, more, for more fantastic uh, sex <laughs> talk. Sex for your ears. The bottom line is, before you, before you have sex, use your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, and your fingers before you enact your penis or your vagina. There you go. And communication, of course, as always. Yep. So we're going to turn things over in just a little bit here to the uh, Progressive Torch and Twang, easily one of the best uh, specialty shows we have here at The Impact. But before I go, I want to say thanks for listening. And, of course, we'll be back, uh, as always, Tuesdays between 7 and 8 p.m. And, of course, all of these shows are available uh, on the Impact website at impact89fm.org. Just go and click on the podcast link, and uh, you can hear, listen to this or any other fantastic show as part of our series. So, again, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.